High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Well, it's that time of the week when my favourite American joins me to tell me what's happening in my second favourite country in the world. Michael Graham from Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show. We're all rallying around the political leadership of Pam Anderson. That's what we're doing, George. I tell you, finally, (laughs) finally we got some sense in this debate. The great Pamela Anderson has condemned Donald Trump, so I'm changing my vote. Oh, finally. Welcome to the Never Trump team, George. We're happy to have you. You know, my argument for the Republican Party since January 1 has been, no matter how bad the option in front of you is, you know, going to the convention and overturning the uh, results of the primaries, uh, you know, running a third party, whatever, however bad the option is, nothing is worse than Republican nominee Donald Trump. And now we're getting 25 days of worse. Um, I I still, I mean, although I, I mean, I'll follow Pamela to the ends of the earth <laughs> if that's not politically incorrect. But um, the, the thing is... Has he imploded now? Yes, it's done. Well, it's been done from the day he was nominated. No, not true, Michael. Not true. He's been done from the beginning. America was never going to vote for this guy. But uh, it's now everybody sees that he's done. And so he's he's going to go down thrashing and wailing like a, uh, you know, uh, a radio personality who knows that management's going to throw him off the air. So he's locked himself in the studio and is having a temper tantrum. <laughs> 25 days of hideous, awful stupidity. Lots of talk of, you know, international conspiracies and the, you know, global banking cabal and blue helmets and protecting your bodily fluids and on and on and on. So that's done. So the American election's over. So uh, what's life going to be like? The only question is, will the Republicans hold the Senate and the House? That's the only question. All right. Well, um, on on this matter, um, don't you think you're extraordinarily selfish um, at your age to be living in in a substantial apartment in Washington, D.C., when you could move out to West Virginia so that young people could have somewhere to live in D.C.? No, George. I think you're incredibly selfish. And gentlemen, of your age living in a palatial estate and I am going to join the people of Ireland in grabbing you and flinging you out into the streets to make room for a nice young couple. How dare you have the wrong size house? Remember, President Obama said explicitly, we can't have people just choosing how they're going to set their thermostat, picking what size car they're going to drive. The premise of your progressive Euroweenie worldview is that people can't just go around making their own decisions. It's time for society to make them good. And I plan to make you good, George, in a lovely 500 square foot uh, hovel somewhere in the Irish countryside. Well, the America, the, the Irish su- suggestion is from our housing agency is that, in fact, people like me and the lovely Ingrid should should get out of our palatial home with 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 central heat heating and double glazing and everything <laughs> and uh, give it to a um, couple of 25 year olds. So what they're... right? How is it fair that you have something and someone else doesn't have it? And by the way, isn't that the fundamental premise of European politics? How is it fair? So they're going to redistribute. We redistribute wealth. You redistribute the skills of doctors and other professionals. Now we're going to redistribute square footage. So I don't understand what you're whining about, George. This is what you guys hate America for is that, well, until Obama, we didn't do that. 
And so I thought we were the bad guys. So why are you whining? This is this is the socialist utopia that the Green Party and uh, the you know the uh, uh, the EU and the people in Brussels have promised to bring you coming to Ireland. Yeah, although I have to say I have lived in a 500 square foot hovel. It happened to be in Benefit <laughs> Street, Providence, Rhode Island. So oh, okay. <laughs> my only experience of hovels was in your yes. beloved place. Mm. And and uh, that's a, a fine place for you to live. But George, I will say this, as a matter of public policy, I actually think Obviously, I don't support uh, you know shoving people out of their homes. I think if you can afford it, you should do exactly what you want, and it's none of the government's damn business. <laughs> a crazy notion, I know, in in Ireland, but I do support the idea that if you're going to to tax, the best tax is property tax. It's the best tax of all. It, we are totally is, opposed to property tax. I know you are, and, and, and of course you are, because you're totally opposed to anything <laughs> that makes sense. That's that's why you're Europe. That's why you're going backwards and Russia and China going forward. But anyway, property tax works, number one, because you have to write a check for it. It's not it doesn't disappear out of in the vat when you buy something. It doesn't come out of your paycheck. And so it makes you aware of the cost of government. Number two, it is uh, it, it makes sure that you're using your resources wisely. It is, in fact, I mean, if, if you just look at it from common sense, you have someone, you know, you know, an 80 year old, nice little old lady who raised her family in her four bedroom home. Her husband's died. She's all alone. She's using her resources, you know, to, to, to try to maintain the property and she can't. If you are properly taxing that property, there would be pressure on her to sell it, to move into something else. And then what happens? A younger couple buys it. They then hire carpenters and plumbers and whatever. You create economic growth by maximizing the value of property. Now, I say this with the codicil that, of course, this means that we cut other taxes like income taxes, which are the worst possible taxes. We want to promote income creation and we want to promote maximizing property. Yeah, but hold a while now. Okay, let's say, uh, you know, that you want to get me out of my fancy dandy home, right? And and let's say I agree. I say, yeah, good idea. I want to have young people. But where am I going to go? The problem is I've got to go about 100 miles down the road. Uh, I, I say goodbye to all my neighbors and uh, mm -hmm. nobody's going to look after me. Then I die and nobody discovers my body for three weeks <laughs> because nobody knows who I am in this new place you've sent me to. Um, that's the problem. It's not the actual house. It's right. the environment. It's where I live. It's the bus at the top of the road. Uh, it's the fact that, you know, there well, aren't I, like, I'm with you, George. And I, and I love how I love how economic conversations with people on the left always go from, hi, here's a pragmatic economic idea to, and that's why I died all alone with my body being eaten by dogs. Yeah. I love how you guys do that. <laughs> Look, if, if you have the right incentives, that is you tax property in a way that maximizes its use, then what's going to happen is property developers are going to go, hey, we're, there's this whole market of people out here who are going to need comfortable places to live that are smaller, affordable, you know, they're going to you know, whether rent or co-op or whatever. And so the market will answer all these uh, questions for you if you have the right incentives. But instead, what you nitwits in Europe do is you're constantly moving the incentives around. We're going to try to bribe you to leave your home and they're going to bribe this 
this guy to move young people in there and blah, 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 instead of letting the market work, which always works better. And that's really interesting because the housing agency, to be fair to them, didn't actually say, you know, we're, we're, we think George should go to live in Botswana. They actually said, you know, that there should be buildings made in the same area that were for uh, two people so it'd be nice and comfortable but they wouldn't be a million miles away from uh, their neighbours yeah I, but again, do I want to be next to a bunch of 75 year old <laughs> dotes who crash their car you know, George, the, in America, we have a lot of these uh, senior living communities and the, the one of the apparently, according to media reports, big entertainment Friday Viagra night. So <laughs> just just so you know, George. No, but that is the problem. I don't want to be with a bundle of 75 year olds. I, I want to be with a, like Donald Trump. I want to be a, with a bundle of young people. Well, then uh, earn the income, save your money, plan ahead and live how you want. By the way, my system, by using taxes as opposed to government edicts, means that people who you know live in certain manners can find a way to stay in their huge oversized home. All right, okay. So well, let's, I'm, let's stick with me. I'm staying in Chateau Hook, and I'm not going to be moved by the <laughs> like see you. Michael Graham will be here next Friday from Washington, D.C. 